Hello. Hey. I am Alex. I am Val. And we are going to talk about The Sopranos. <laughs> um, this podcast is called In at the End. It is called In at the End. We watch Sopranos. We immediately come and talk about it. And then that's what you're listening to. Yes. It's like we're just talking about it with ourselves, but instead you guys also get to hear us talk about it. Right. Lucky podcast audience. That's the, that's the shtick. <laughs> um, we're talking about the season five finale, which is crazy that we've it is. talked about so many episodes of The Sopranos. Um, and yeah, what a season season five was. We'll probably do a little recap of it. We will definitely do a little recap of it. Um, but for now, I want to stick to just talk about this episode. Mm-hmm. All due respect. Mm-hmm. So where would you start? I don't know. Um, there's a couple things here. We have like a lot of you know informant type behavior going on. Some mm-hmm. that we knew about before, and right. some that we didn't. Some that carries over from last episode with Adriana and yeah. things like that. Um, like that threat doesn't die with Adriana leaving because I mean we have Tony making a decision to take out Adriana with Christopher because of the necessity of protecting themselves but we can see now in this episode how there are a lot more informants even in the crazy horse we still see the imagery that kind of represents that there's like an eye there overseeing things like they really aren't safe from things we find out that Jimmy was an informant in Brooklyn Ray Curto is being an informant all over the place and so there is a lot of risk that these people still have Mm -hmm. coming from people going to the FBI yes Mm -hmm. which it's uh, it's a threat that they're always going to have to deal with they can't mitigate that it will always exist and we realize that there's kind of a myriad of risks and that that are always going to be there for these characters in the family but that's one that they really can't shake as easily as they might think that they are yeah it's interesting in this episode because we have we'll talk about you know tony killing his cousin killing Mm -hmm. tony blendetto but like what kind of behaviors are worthy of punishment from the family and what kind of behaviors are not Right. So like we have in a lot of this episode, you know, we've seen we've seen many characters get killed for being informants Mm -hmm. so far. Right. Like think back to the other Jimmy. Yeah. um, To Big Pussy, you know, most recently to Adriana, um, that this is something that goes against the family. Right. But for some reason, what Tony Blendetto did, Tony doesn't really consider to be in that same realm. Right. But I think that there's selfish isn't the right word because it isn't really preserved like it isn't really in his interest i guess but there's the there's this weird thing that he's wrestling with that's very personal for him and the reason why he acts out well totally well but he says to the other guys he's like i would stand up for all of you guys but nobody believes it right well i wouldn't either because there like you said there is something really personal about this tony blindetto situation that Tony does make different decisions on, I think, than he would do with any other character. Definitely. And I mean, maybe the only, like, the other exception being Christopher. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Which are both blood, right? Yeah. And Tony talks about how important blood is to him when he has his plan to make Christopher his kind of mm-hmm. We have a lot of that last season. A lot of talk about blood. Yeah. No, definitely. So, yeah. So there's something, yeah, there's something there that kind of clouds Tony's 
well, it's judgment. Inter- and yeah. Go, sorry, go no, ahead. no. Well, it's interesting because we, we have barely any scenes with Melfi in this episode. But in the one that we do, Melfi is kind of challenging Tony because she talks about how Tony is saying, I care for him so much in, the, in this kind of sentimental fashion. And she's saying, we figured out that your feelings actually stem from guilt. Right. And so there's actually an aspect of Tony is still wrestling with something. There's something there with his relationship with Tony Blundetto that is personal. That probably isn't even about Tony Blundetto. Mm. In some way, like, these characters lack empathy and are so sociopathic and so narcissistic that everybody kind of seems to be concerned just about themselves. And I think it's hard to think that Tony really has that much compassion, even for these blood members. Like, there's, like, a weird kind of, I don't know, there's there's weird behavior that, that he has that actually he cares a lot about that is guiding him. Right. Well, and we see a lot of references to, like, who Tony is as a leader as well, right? I so think that's when a he's, huge focal point a, of the episode. Yeah. So, like, you know, when he's when he comes to Ray Curto's birthday party um, and the guys are all kind of, like, talking about him, really, saying, like, you know, with all due respect, I'm willing to die for a good cause, but this yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony comes and he's like, you know, even in this fucked up day and age, it means something. But then we really see him struggling. You know, that family means something. But we really see him struggling, right? Like he tries to go to Junior. Well, for, well he talks to Syl, mm-hmm. right? Because Syl kind of tells him the truth, like that guys aren't happy. Yeah. You know? Um, and then he, so but like who can Tony go to, right? He talks about the fact that it's like lonely, like all, I, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Um, I mean, in a weird way, John at the end, where John is saying, like, it's good to see you. Like, I think they share something. Yeah. Well, to- well, Tony says in that conversation with Syl, actually, sorry, I just found it. He says, in the end, you're completely alone with it all. Mm-hmm. And so he's really trying. He Like, who does he have to go to to figure out, you know, this is clearly a difficult decision for him to make. Yeah. But he only really has himself, right? And he has to be the one to kind of stand yeah. for it. So he tries to seek out help from Junior who yeah. isn't able to give him really any insight, no. right? Because of his declining yeah, he's kind of falling um, apart. memory or whatever it is that's going on with Junior. Um, and so, you know, we see him at many different times then grappling with this, right? So especially I, I find when he goes to Polly's apartment and he sees the poster of the general, right? Yeah. And Polly kind of... Toots is like Polly's trying to cover his ass, right? Because right. he took this painting. Right. So he's like, we, I want, you know, this is like how people see you, and this is really you, like you're this general. And we see Tony later when he throws the painting out, focusing in on like the sword and the hat. And he kind of has to make up his mind, like, what kind of leader is he going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that the guys need to see in order to kind of trust right. in him or like what does he need to do mm-hmm. to do that? And I think they do need to see this kind of tough general. And we know that, you know, and Syl says this to him, that he says like out of the seven deadly sins, like pride is the one that mm-hmm. Tony's got. Yeah, I think he probably has some of the other ones too. I, I think, them. yeah. <laughs> um, but this is this one that that Syl identified for him. And so we can see how those kind of things really play into Tony's pride and how he wants to be seen or viewed yeah. by others. Um, yeah, but you're right. Then we do see it kind of with, you know, his relationship with Johnny Sack. 
at the end as well. Yeah. Because those two characters are kind of in these, you know, they're the ones who in the end are in these dangerous positions. Mm-hmm. And they do have to make decisions that impact their whole families. Right. I guess, yeah, Johnny's kind of the only one that can really understand that mm-hmm. with Tony at this point, since Junior can't anymore. Does Tony know any other bosses? We didn't, we're not introduced to them. I imagine yeah. there's four other crime families in New York. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they interact <laughs> with those ones. <laughs> yeah. Seems like they're just they're just with that one. Yeah. Where are the Gambinos or as I like to call them the bananas. <laughs> Banana that's the families. Bana- that's the bananos. <laughs> bananos. Banana Bonanos. Yeah. <laughs> Banana family. Um, very intimidating stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um I feel like there's kind of there's a lot of death that's kind of alluded to in the episode there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of kind of overt references to dying i mean even the first shot that we have of the whole episode is this body bag mm-hmm. the first when we go to tony blendetto we see kind of similarly like this sleeping bag i guess um th- but there's there's something for me that was kind of referencing mm. that first shot then there's a uh, phil go- these are like all kind of sequential like right at the very beginning of the episode this kind of like specter of death is kind of looming over everything phil goes to chris's mom's house there's obviously the threat of violence that cuts to aj drinking orange juice we have tony when he actually sees the general painting kind of backing up and he steps on an egg which we've referenced to death many times before think about ralph Zaffaretto, um one example but I guess I didn't make this connection to Valentina making eggs. She didn't die. But But bad things do happen. Yeah, she was making egg beaters. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, for me, like this episode, especially the way that it's set up, maybe not so much in the end, it kind of goes somewhere unexpected, as season finales of The Sopranos often do. It starts off very kind of amped up, focusing on life and death matters, people concerned about their their life mm-hmm. and it ends up somewhere pretty different i mean we don't really know where it's heading but it's more ambiguous it's interesting that we end up with it being winter here mm-hmm. i want to flip back to see where we like where did we start this season well the very last scene um speaking about referencing the very yeah. last scene when tony gets back to his house is really referencing the very first scene of season five which maybe we'll talk about more in our season five recap but yeah. those shots in the beginning of the season of the pool, the chairs, and then Tony coming back. We're seeing some of the same shots of the backyard of their house. Tony getting there. Eventually, Tony going into the house, which is obviously different than where the season started because he wasn't allowed in the house in the beginning of the season. He wasn't a member of that family at that moment. But at the end of the season, he officially is, and he's welcomed back mm-hmm. kind of lovingly by Carmela. But the end is definitely winter. Yeah, and the which beginning kind of reminds is, us back, yeah. especially the scenes of... Yeah, I think this season kind of spans a whole year. Yeah, or, that's a good question. Or a few months. Like, it's really, like, I feel like the scenes where they're having Carmela's dad's birthday, mm-hmm. whatever episode that was in, that was the summer. Right. They were all in the pool. Right. Um. So, and I think it started in fall. I think it started, it could have been spring, I guess. The very beginning of the Yeah. Film? I mean, there's, like, red leaves on the ground. And it could have been, like, after the snow's melted. I'm just, I don't know. Does that happen? Yeah, like leaves are underneath the snow all winter. 
need a foliage expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have the podcast budget to call in foliage experts. Yeah, I think we should call someone in for that one. But yeah, but there is something also like in terms of what we've talked about with death and stuff like that before too, that there is this winter does have this symbolism, you know, throughout literature, obviously, yeah. but also in this show, kind of like thinking back to like Pine Barrens, for example, mm-hmm. um, especially like these snowy scenes in nature, they're very... Um, like the quietness and the whiteness and I don't know. There's, there's something about it to me that was really death. Like, yeah. Um, everything is dead, right? All the greenery that we sometimes see in this show, which I feel like we didn't see that too many episodes ago. Yeah. There was a few things with that for sure. So this has happened really quickly and all of a sudden everything is kind of dead. Mm Um, Yeah. Just to go back to just to go back to Tony for a second mm-hmm. with his authority stuff, um, or with his pride stuff. I think the other interesting thing that's said here is that it still says to him like you always had a problem with authority, and I think that's an interesting kind of conundrum for Tony because he is in a position of authority yet he has this issue mm. with authority figures himself, and so trying to be a good leader when you kind of have problems with leaders, right, mm-hmm. or you don't respect. You know, you have trouble yourself respecting leaders is a mm-hmm. pretty tricky position to be in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what else. There were, well, yeah. No, no, absolutely. There was even a few other things with death imagery that I was thinking, like mm-hmm. Tony, when he calls um, Johnny Sack and he, he's, he goes to the payphone right after killing Tony Blundetto. He's like right by the water. They're mm-hmm. making sure to really focus on the water behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a lot of stuff too. The other thing that played into the episode for me is kind of a general theme is Tony as a kind of nihilist and Tony as kind of somebody who's rather lost throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't really know how to act. And I mean, there's that moment with Melfi where he says, all the decisions I made are bad ones, Mm. which is interesting because there's kind of like a malaise around the other stuff. Like even like when he goes to the hospital after Benny was severely wounded, there's this like the way that he's walking in the hall is this kind of like he's looking aimlessly at the ceiling. Like he really doesn't seem concerned about the violence against Benny. Obviously, he's very concerned about the violence against Tony Blundetto. Mm -hmm. But as we were kind of talking about, there is this personal reason for that. Like, I don't think he has that much compassion for the other people in the family. And I think people see through his supposedly inspiring speech about we're all a family. People are calling bullshit. Yeah. Like was said by Syl, all due respect, you were willing to give him up a week ago, so people are calling bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like throughout the episode, there's references to that of of Tony just kind of in this kind of nihilistic state, which is interesting because we were talking near the end of season five, how he's adopted some of Livia's characteristics, for instance, cruelty against Janice um, was something that was kind of him becoming Livia in a way. Mm -hmm. But there's also this kind of like big nothingness that maybe is kind of creeping into who he is. There was a line between him and Carmela when they were talking about event planning, which was interesting to me in that Tony and Carmela are just kind of engaging in fantasy. Like AJ is, I mean, they're talking about 
how he was studying instead of yeah. football. It's bullshit, obviously. Yeah, totally. He has his books there, but then when he's talking about the party, obviously he's just throwing a party and being kind of wild. But this turns into this fantasy they have about event planning, which has no grounding in a conversation with AJ at all. Kind of comes out of nowhere, and then they get super invested in it. But the line that was interesting for me is where, when Tony says he's fired up about something at least, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's different compared to how I feel Tony is acting in this season mm-hmm. or in this episode, maybe increasingly throughout the season. Tony's not really fired up about anything. Right. He's just kind of like sleepwalking around. Like, I feel like he doesn't really know what to do, but he also doesn't really care. It just kind of all seems meaningless mm-hmm. to him. He eventually figures out what to do, I guess, in his own way. But... I mean, I, it's, it all just seems like he's just kind of, he, he, he never really emotes. He never really feels like he's, like, tackling yeah. his real emotions. About well, the things. only time we really see him emote in this episode are kind of, like, the two times where he realizes what he has to do to Tony Blundetto. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you know, we've had him realizing this since Test Stream. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we kind, re- of, yeah, we kind so of get distracted by it last Wrestling episode. with it for three episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, when he makes that first phone call to Johnny Sack and then doesn't speak. He, like, just hangs up the phone, right? We see, like, his face is very torn up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see that same kind of face again when he's looking at the Piomai, um painting. Yeah. And we see him, again, kind of, like, realizing what it is he has to do. But those are really the only times we see him, like, really feel. Mm-hmm. It, it's clear, I mean, it's clear that, you know, the guys not respecting him or being happy with him really impacts him. Yeah. Because um, he does. And like, yet he, he puts on a face to sell, basically saying, like, take it or leave it. Yeah, no, but we, like, we know that's really not the case, you know, like, uh, if he doesn't have these, like, what's what would happen if, like, what's going to happen if these guys aren't with him? Right. What's the, like, what's his move then? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you put yourself up there and be like, well, if you don't like it, then what? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it doesn't really seem that realistic to me. Like, right. I just feel like he's like, he's the boss of this family and he's kind of got to deal with it. Right. Right. But. So how, how do you think that re- maybe relates to the title, All Due Respect? Because that's stated a lot mm-hmm. in the episode and it goes from a lot of people. Vito states it, Silvio states it to Tony, Tony states it to mm-hmm. Silvio. But that idea of all due respect and then people kind of speaking their minds. It's interesting because there is this like respect going up the the power chain or something but then people are also um they're kind of challenging they're kind of challenging him and 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 where he is because that's definitely something i mean it's the title of the episode and it shows up a lot what are your thoughts on that i mean (laughs) who like who is respect due to like why like why do you Mm -hmm. say i'll do respect it's kind of like it's kind of like saying i'm not racist but Right. You know, it's kind of like, I respect you, but here's what I really... Right. Here's the thing I'm going to say that I don't have respect for mm-hmm. you about, right? So it's kind of, I don't know, mm. I do think it's like a, I'm I'm not racist, but, you know, and then saying something racist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, who does Tony respect? I think, like, that's the thing we kind of see, like I was mentioning with, like, him going to Junior before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he actually really does respect. Or he did. He did respect Junior. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know who else he does. And I think that's part of that, like, having a problem with authority thing. 
Like, Tony doesn't really see anyone who's above him who's worthy of his respect, mm-hmm. I don't think. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And when the guys say it to Tony, like, I don't know. I just do think it's like, it's a, like, it, 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 it shows that, like, respect isn't due in those cases. Yeah. I think it, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like, all characters kind of are shown to be just kind of respecting themselves. Like people are, even though they live in this family and there's supposed to be this code of laws and respect for one another and this kind of attitude of all being valuing each other kind of equally, I feel like everybody's just kind of making decisions predicated on their own Mm self-interest. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Even to like, even Junior when he's kind of like speaking normally, um, when he's talking about like Mel's stroke, he's happy about the trial delay. Like, yeah, people can't really process others' misfortune. It, yeah. it just doesn't really cross anybody's attention. Like, they just don't really care about it. So people are are just kind of making all their decisions based on their own self interest. Yeah, and the respect is is. Well, I don't know if it even really. I don't know. I don't even know if it really. Yeah, exists. but Tony. But like, I don't know. I think Tony killing Tony Blundetto. Yeah is him wanting respect from the guys but mm-hmm. also from johnny sack and like that crew too like well and maybe even himself in a way of like overcoming that guilt that he's been feeling mm-hmm. for 20 years like mm-hmm. he's moving on from it or something because yeah because that's an interesting thing i think that scene with melfi is is particularly important where they're talking about Melfi basically stating, we figured out that you don't actually have strong feelings for this person. Right. They're coming from a place of guilt. And as he kills him, I guess that's over. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say on that, I don't think. Okay. I'm just looking at my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, it would be interesting. I just like to think about, you know, the actual circumstances of being Tony, who's the, you know, still the acting boss of the family, but really, you know, really the boss of the family, um, to become boss of people who were also, like, under his dad, right? Like, people like Polly. Um, mm-hmm. It would be really hard. It's mm. really hard for to have respect from people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're older than you and they have more experience than you. And they, like, we see that in the conversation with Syl as well. Like, Syl was around when Tony was just a kid too. Yeah. And so, like, really, like, how does Tony gain the respect of these, you know, more experienced people? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and also it's interesting to think about what commands respect in this world. I mean, obviously this kind of soldier personality was mm-hmm. something that people respect and that's something that Tony ends up being drawn to and ends up acting on. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. So what what I have some other thought I have some other like topics to kind of get into, but I'm interested. Is it something you wanted to look at? Whatever. Okay. So I think the relationship between Tony and Carmel is interesting. There's definitely kind of a separation between them even as they're together there's kind of maybe even in to a new degree like a newfound distance between them they both kind of occupy their own spaces mm-hmm. when tony's watching the history channel and carmela eating comes, ice cream yeah. eating, and she's she's saying like oh do you want to be alone and it, it just doesn't really feel that that close no when and then right after that when she's looking at the plan and the there's a the focus on the his room. and hers dressing room 
in the end, I mean, she does welcome him back. We have Tony going into the house, but I just feel like there's there's a distance between them there where they both kind of occupy their own space, including Carmela working on this spec house. Like, yep. she is given some autonomy more than she's had before, but the two of them do kind of, they don't fully come together. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have some conversations about the kids in this episode. Like, they talk about, you know do we spoil AJ too much? Yeah. Like they, they have comfort and then like Meadow's fine, which again, like people thinking that Meadow is fine is confusing. But to she goes me. to Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> but she's still a spoiled brat just like AJ. <laughs> well, that's an interesting idea because it also shows the superficiality of their value system. Yeah. Um, there are issues with Meadow. I think increasingly since season, well, I mean, I think she's looking better at the beginning of season four and then she's kind of increasingly mm-hmm. following her own kind of fall mm-hmm. into being not as good of a person as she could have been, not maybe realizing her full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't see it that way. Yeah. Because she has these things that they can latch onto. She's successful. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they talk about like, oh, well, maybe she takes after you and like, oh, don't say that. But like, they don't recognize maybe the problematic behavior that yeah. that she has that yeah. we get to see as an audience. Yeah, it's interesting too that that line about AJ. Do you think we gave him too much? Because at that same moment they have Salvitro and his kid in the right. back, and they're talking about it. I think Carmela says there's no good motivator like poverty or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, saying you know like we can't even get him to lift the whatever yeah. bag and that guy's out there working but it's interesting because Salvatore's kid doesn't have an option because no. they took that away yeah. Tony took that away with the whole Feech Lamana yeah. gardener fiasco yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if the, they necessarily there's the hypocrisy they don't really recognize their own complicit what's the word complicity 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 that makes sense <laughs> complicity complicity um, in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, for me in this episode, there was a lot of shots that went right from Chris to AJ. And so I think we're seeing that come up again, this like relationship between those two and like seeing this path for AJ mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe it's event planning, but maybe it's also doesn't this. seem it. I mean, even like the suggestion that I get while he's at the party and there's these two people who start fighting and he backs off, people are kind of going to him like a kind of like dawn Enforcer, of the operation. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like they're suggesting that if anything, he's being drawn to the life that Tony Soprano has yeah. and the work that he has. Yeah, it's not yeah, about yeah. event planning. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's a complete it's rationalization. Like, uh, sanitation management or it's like another right. term like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot with Chris in this episode too. So, um, you know, we see him hiding out at his mom's house, right? We see him in a really silly looking bucket hat getting into the car with Benny um, and eating burgers. Mm-hmm. We um, we see him go back to his apartment with, you know, pictures of him yeah. and Adriana everywhere and, like, how he, you know, he takes some of her jewelry to go and sell. That's one of the that's I think, that, I think that's what he's doing when he's in the bucket hat. That's, I actually didn't really think about that. That's really messed up. Yeah. Um, you know, lying to Carmela when she calls and, you know, saying that she left him mm-hmm. and whatever and he doesn't know where she is. Um, even when Tony then comes to his hotel room later on, he, you know, like basically is like, he kind of changes his tune. He's like, well, like she would have given, like, 
she would have given me up just because she didn't want to do five years. Yeah. Tony's like, she's a cunt. Right. Um, and so he's kind of like having to, you know, tell himself these things to be okay with himself, I yeah. think, too. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, like a, most of the shots that go from Chris are then to AJ. There's even mm. one. Um, Which is interesting because yeah. Chris doesn't show up or AJ in the episode that much. No, I think it's almost, I think it's basically every shot. I should have kept well. better track of it. There was one where there was even kind of like an overlap of sounds. It was like AJ, um, there was a, sh- I forget which shot it was with Chris, but then we like transition with AJ's laughter on the phone mm-hmm. and it like bleeds into the scene prior. Yeah. So there's, there is a lot of overlap there. Um, Interesting. And I think like with, I don't know, like with Benny too, like this kind of, this generation, poor Benny. We Oh, we find out that uh, Billy Leotardo is Christopher's age, which again... How, really how are they brothers? And we Phil Leotardo's also, mother. We, we also, yeah, and they talk about Phil Leotardo's mother. And Junior refers to Billy as Phil's son. And that's when that's when Tony kind of like sees maybe, he's maybe, being senile. But like, No, maybe he's not going crazy. Maybe he's the only one. Yeah, can... he gets it. He, he's, he's, in, he's like, how is this possible? Um, I'm trying to, yeah. Um, yeah, we go from the scene with Chris and Tony in the hotel room to AJ um, on the phone. I think maybe that's the scene that overlaps with the sound. Anyways, um, I don't like. It's interesting to think about like where does like from for both Chris and AJ or for this like younger generation mm-hmm. like where do they what's their path from here hmm. on? Like we have AJ kind of on the precipice of maybe going to university, right? He's supposed to be finishing his applications to East Stroudsburg State. Um, I guess he's a senior this year. Like, I guess so. Yeah. You know, it's like winter. Mm-hmm. Doing applications. Mm-hmm. We have Christopher, who is kind of now like, you know, more in than ever, right? He mm-hmm. like used to have at least this other relationship that was separate mm-hmm. from the mob, but now what does he have? Mm-hmm. That's outside of that. I mean, not even that Adriana was outside of that at all. But, you know, like, what does he have now? And, you know, um, and also the the emphasis on on family, quote unquote, family for him. Right. That Tony wants him to be the one to go up and get Tony Blendetto's body and and bury it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, where will they go in season six? Yeah. How could we possibly know? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what will happen. Um, what else? You know, for me, it's actually a pretty straight kind of plot type episode. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it does kind of result in anticlimax. Like, I think the way the episode starts and where we are going into this episode, I think we could have expected more drama, more violence. Well, I mean, the Tony shooting Tony Blundetto is pretty. It's dramatic. a pretty major event. Yeah, yeah. and I mean. Because of our interests and, and the and way Johnny that we... And Johnny Sack getting caught by the FBI. No, yeah, they're, they're huge plot developments. And I think that the episodes that have those huge plot developments, often it takes a certain style of writing to get you there. Mm-hmm. Not always. I mean, sometimes the show has, has episodes with huge plot developments where you get there through the subconscious and it's actually some of the most kind of surreal yeah. depictions of everything happening. Um, but in, in this episode, I mean, for our interest, like we, you know, like looking at the things that we like to look at and not just kind of rehashing plot points, it's an episode where there's a lot of events happening. Yeah. So. A couple 
a couple other things that I just like had that were of note to me, um, just regarding mm-hmm. Tony Blundetto, like that you know he's he's in this house, mm. he's like living undercover, he's you know he's has this gun that he's carrying because he's afraid. Um, but we see this other part of his character too, where he like gives this prostitute a massage while she's there, right? right. Like, um, I don't know. We don't see him like. Like, we've seen some characters, like, kind of, like, we see this other side of them right before they die. Yeah. But we do, I thought that was kind of a funny, right. a funny t- Tony Blundetto thing. Uh, I meant to mention this earlier when we were talking about death, and then also when we were talking about Christopher. Um, I thought it was interesting that Carmela says to Chris that there's other fish in the sea. Right. And, you know, they probably threw Adriana's body into some kind of body of water. That's Chances typically are. how they dispose of bodies. Yeah. And so I thought that was, you know, and then going back to, of course, like pussy and, you know, mm-hmm. him as an informant and his relationship to being a fish mm-hmm. <laughs> in Tony's subconscious. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just an interesting line for Carmela to use. And then, oh, and then like, you know, in terms of plot uh, stuff, we have Johnny calling from his doctor's office. Johnny's getting his physical mm. the night, the day before he wants to, right. Tony to come to his house yeah. and then um gets picked up by the FBI mm-hmm. but we may see Johnny having health issues maybe in later one it's possible I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying um that was an interesting choice that mm-hmm. they that they made there right also I just love the scene when Johnny gets picked up by the feds when he and Tony are talking and then we see these shadowy figures in the background in the snow right mm-hmm. it's so like crisp and white and so you really see these like I mean, you don't see it if you're, like, looking for it. I remember we saw it many times before we noticed that you can actually see the the FBI agents coming up before Tony looks surprised. I know, but it's really good. Yeah, it's great. So if you you didn't see that, go back and watch that ending shot. And then I love Tony, how Tony just, like, looks and runs, like, doesn't even say anything. Also, Tony dropping the gun. There's also, like, kind of foreshadowing. There's a bit of, like, a cliffhanger there. Maybe. Well, there would be. I mean, if you think of all the FBI agents there and dropping a gun, there's well, I love how you know, it leaves that imprint in the yeah. snow. Like, it's this perfect mm-hmm. gun-shaped imprint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ha- I, you know, it's, it was a really, like, to wrap up the season, I think I'll probably have more to say about it when we talk about season five as yeah. a whole and, like, the whole arc of season five, because I think it is, in relation to the other episodes, really important yeah. and to the season as a whole. But yeah. That was kind of all I had that stood out for me yeah. today. Um, but no, it's uh, it's an amazing season. Maybe, well, definitely one of my favorites. I think we said that every time. Every, about every season? I think so. No, I wouldn't have said that about every season. Season mm-hmm. five is a special place for me. Okay. Season five has my hardest episode to watch in it, so. Right. So you don't like it. <laughs> well, I do. It's one it's of the best. Difficult. Yeah, it's just challenging. It is. Well, thank you for listening. We'll to, see you for the season five summary. Yeah. Or what do we call them? Season discussions. Season discussions. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And yeah. we'll be back then. Well, yeah. We'll be back for our season five little recap. And then we will be taking a short break to move to Brooklyn. That's correct. We will be. And then we'll be back from Brooklyn. And we're, we'll... we're changing families. Yeah, exactly. Although I guess we're in Manhattan. We're not in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. So whatever those other, you know, New York mob families are. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, maybe there's a Manhattan one. We always just go to Brooklyn, <laughs> which is strange from Jersey because you have to like cross over Manhattan to get there. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> the banana, That's all I have banana to say. family. The bananas <laughs> and the gambinos. All right. What are the other ones? We can't get into this right now. Genovese, Chase. What's the last one? I forget. Colombo. Colombo. <laughs> okay. That's all. Right. all. Bye.